Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Nick Gray of Fandroid is back on the show, as per usual. And uh, the two of us get through a number of different topics, a handful of them, uh, which include the Nothing Launcher, the beta one. We have to really say it's beta because there's not a whole lot uh, that is really different about it. It doesn't give us the biggest glimpse into what the Nothing Phone 1 will end up being like, but it does give us uh, a few little things that we can definitely look forward to and see where it will expand expand from there. The same goes for the Android 13 Beta 1, which we both have on our Pixels. Uh, And then from there, we do talk a little bit about Snap coming back into um, the Lexicon with their newest camera, which is a little drone called Pixie. So we talked through a number of those things on this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode this week. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this conversation. Enjoy. Audition. Perfect. See, I got everything set up before I even made the room. Finally. (laughs) See? Then what, you got your gamer glasses on now too? These are not actually. So, I mean, I I get it. There are gamer glasses that have this shade. Um, These are legit blue light blocking glasses that actually, like, they cut the specific wavelengths that make you feel like it's daylight. And given the fact that I literally have my softbox, like, three feet away from my face <laughs> and I'm looking at screens all day. If I don't need I should, to, I should turn mine off. <laughs> you have, that's a huge lantern. My God. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just want to be able to have it on to give my eyes a break. I have started to feel, especially at night and in the morning, first thing in the morning, I'm looking at my phone and my eyes actually get a little bit of that strain. They dry out faster. So I want to give my eyes more of a rest as much as possible. These are these are from a brand called Swanwick. And yes, the biohacker community loves Swanwick. There are people who wear these like all day, which is dumb. I, I agree, it's dumb. Um, but there, there are times when they are applicable. And right now, I think, is one of them because we're not doing a video. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to wear them on camera, although... I, I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'm you not going to wear them. Me. I see how it is. I'm not going to wear them on camera, though, although someone has set that precedent already. Uh, back in the day, in his old pocket nowadays, Michael Fisher used to wear gunners, actual gunners. Those are the yellow yeah, ones. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. These are straight. You can see that they're completely orange, um, even though I can perceive blue light, like an actual blue LED. It looks more green when I look at it. Um, so mm-hmm. like there's an LED on my router over there and it looks green. Now it's blue. Now it's green. So I'm just, it's, it, it's nice. And it, they do make a really good pair of sunglasses as well because the glare is cut like completely. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of these and they come in the shape of that works for my face. <laughs> so in any case, um, how yeah. are you doing, Nick? Um, I, I, I just got back from a trip, so we weren't able to do a show last week, but I uh, just wanted to check in how you've been. I am doing well. It's been a busy week, just trying to catch up with everything, but it's, I don't know. It feels like things are way busier than they should be for this time of year. I agree, although I will admit, and we've, we have we have this conversation at least once a month, but right now I'm I'm in that pocket of motivation versus discipline, and I have no discipline. And I'm just waiting for motivation to appear, and I haven't done. If anyone's keeping score, I haven't really done much content in the last two or three weeks. Um, so I have a lot to catch up on, and that's why I'm. That's why you know, here in the office, you know, doing the show, uh, just so I can feel like I'm doing things, and hopefully that momentum will help me continue on. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming up. I'm actually finally doing a video on the Moto Edge Plus, one for my channel, one for Pocket Now. 
And I brought that phone with me to my recent trip to Washington State. And I got to say, there's a lot to like about that phone. I really enjoyed it. And I do think it's a little bit, it, it, there's a bias when it comes to that phone, because since it's a Verizon-enabled phone and you get that brand of 5G, um, it's it's a really reliable phone to have when I was out in like Mount Vernon in Skagit Valley, where there's not a whole lot of network. But Verizon was able to reach the phone, and I was able to get super high speeds up there. And that only really happens with Verizon phones. I have the utmost confidence whenever I use a Verizon phone that I'll have connection pretty much wherever I go. So I really enjoyed that about it. Um, the software was fine. I picked a certain font that actually made the whole interface look pretty cool. Um, I don't use all the moto gestures all the time. And really the camera, I mean, it might be an expectation that the camera on a moto device is not going to be the best out of all of them. And that was true for this one. So I'll, I'll have more to say on that in my video, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, I've been using that phone for a little bit now, and uh, overall, the phone's pretty good. My my only complaint is that the price is just wrong for the device, for what you get and what they're delivering, specifically with the cameras themselves, um, and just the overall fit and finish of the device. It doesn't seem like it should be a thousand dollar smartphone. Maybe isn't it eight ninety nine though? Like, isn't no, the it's, a, it's it? No, it's it's on sale. For eight ninety nine, oh, but it's a it. it's it's a thousand dollar smartphone. Gotcha. Um, and you know, if if you're putting this head to head against the, you know, we talked about this last time, the OnePlus Nine Pro. I mean, that versus the Pixel, I'd go with the Pixel. But you could go with the OnePlus Nine Pro, and you'd have a better device. Again, um, you know, you'd be saving a hundred bucks, and you'd have a better phone. Better yet, go with the Pixel Six Pro, and it would be even better. And save yeah, yourself hundred bucks. It does seem like, and and I and I wrote this in the script. I'm still finishing the script for that video for Pocket Now. Um, it does seem like what you're paying for is less about what is actually offered in the device itself in terms of the hardware. What you're really buying in that phone is the confidence of the Verizon connectivity, as I feel a lot of Verizon phones tend to be, especially in the flagship space, because it still has. It's going to have the ultra wideband when you're able to access it. It's going to have the C band when you're able to access it. And I just honestly like this may be just my experience. It's just my anecdotal experience. But any Verizon phone that I've ever used, and that's how I first got into smartphones, was on Verizon. Um, I still have the utmost uh, confidence in that in that network in the U.S. It's not a travel network, obviously. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I mean, honestly, I would flip the tables on that and say T-Mobile right now is performing so much better with its mid-band and its sub-six. I mean, in a lot of places, getting much faster speeds than Verizon is. I mean, Verizon used to be, yes, that reliable brand that was giving you 4G pretty much everywhere. But it it's one of those things now that T-Mobile has so much better coverage with their 5G deployment now than any of the other carriers that I would say, you know, it's really not a factor anymore. It's not, it, it's not one of those things where, you know, if you're living out in the boonies, you want to have 5G. That's not a factor anymore. T-Mobile does have Thing, Things have much changed over coverage. the last number of years. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um, you were talking about T-Mobile. There was, I, I can shift over. We're kind of doing a quick rapid fire of a couple of small topics. Um, I saw that you just put out a video on uh, T-Mobile's potential best budget device, and that would be the Nord N20. 
which mm-hmm. I went ahead and emailed our contact. I, I, I did not know that units went out <laughs> before the launch, so I got to make sure to get one soon. Um, the budget category is starting to heat up because we just had the Galaxy A53. We have the N20 right now, N25G, I should say. And um, coming up, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, speculation running rampant about a Pixel 6a. So, like... If you're looking for like the real comparison things, like I know I've been on the record to say I'm not a big fan of versus videos, but I think this is now the time to really do it because these three phones are going to be the ones that people look for in the sub 500 category that everybody really wants to like see how they fare against one another. Yeah, I mean, so with the N20 on T-Mobile, I mean, this is, I wouldn't say this is a mid-range device like uh, some of those other devices are. Uh, I mean, this comes in at $282. So uh, I don't know why the price is 282 but it is. <laughs> and it is a budget-friendly device. I mean, yes, there are definitely a lot cheaper devices out there, but if you're looking for a OnePlus device in the U.S., this is probably the cheapest you're going to find it unless you were picking up one of last year's devices. Um yeah, I did a camera test on this smartphone, and I, I was feeling positive about it as I was looking at things on the screen of the phone, and then the second I imported things to my computer and looked at the pictures, I was like, oh my gosh, this is atrocious. Oh, so no. it's one of, the, one of those cases of if you are into photography and you are going to be looking deeply at the images that you are capturing, you're not going to like it. Uh, but if you're just sharing pictures on social media, it should be just fine. I, I will point out that um, lo- last night as I was out taking uh, nighttime shots and using the night mode on this phone, it is extremely slow with its night mode, uh, so mm-hmm. much so that I ended up with a half dozen just blurry shots because I thought, okay, it's done taking its picture, but no, it wasn't. I just simply moved it way too quickly because it's doing multiple captures and that last two or three captures were longer exposures in order to let in more light and the images were completely useless after that. But keep in mind, it is a cheap device. It is not something that you're going to be buying specifically for the cameras itself. It does a decent job. I would say compared to pretty much any other device that's on the market, that's this price point, I would say it does a better job. That being said, you could always go out and find yourself an old Pixel 3a XL, (laughs) which would probably be about the same size and honestly perform about the same as well. I mean, that's a two, what, two, almost three-year-old device at this point. Um, But uh, I mean, it's not available on the market, but you can find it secondhand for probably 150 bucks. And it would probably be as good as this device and a much better camera. Definitely a much better camera than what this has. And uh, only 1080p video from the rear cameras. You don't even get 4K even from the main uh, 64 megapixel sensor. I Always a bummer. And I know it's... They say it's a triple camera setup, but there's really only one usable. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a 164 megapixel sensor and then a 2 megapixel depth sensor and a 2 megapixel macro camera. And the macro camera's okay, but I mean, honestly, I would say get rid, I would say make it a two camera setup and give us an ultra wide. Yeah. uh, You know, forego the macro, forego the uh, depth sensor and just give us just a eight megapixel ultra wide camera, which would be so much better than what they've delivered here. And it would keep the spirit. I love the way that phone looks. 
Like, oh I, yeah, I, the design. Yeah, uh, the design is really good. Uh, like, it's unlike any other pic pixel, any other <laughs> OnePlus device that's on the market. It's got these goldish uh, trim around the cameras on the back, which looks really good with, uh, in contrast with the blue. Uh, it is plastic all the way around. Even the frame of the phone is plastic, uh, but that just means it's going to be more durable when you drop it. Uh, it's probably going to scratch up a little bit quicker, but it's not going to break and it's not going to get big gashes on it if you're not deciding to put a case on this phone. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Um, so there was... Um, <laughs> the transitions are not going to be very elegant um, because we have a number of different topics that we're going to be talking about. The best I can do for this upcoming transition is to just go to um, speaking of OnePlus and former OnePlus glory. Uh, mm -hmm. We do now have a better look at what we might be getting in the nothing phone <clears throat> because the nothing launcher came out for beta. Um, I did install it and and the connection here, listeners, is that Carl Pay, nothing, Carl Pay, former OnePlus. Okay, so just, just <laughs> I watch a lot of G4, uh, the current iteration of G4, and whenever they have a terrible transition, they have a graphic that comes up that says, thanks for that terrible segue. Might as well put that on this one right now. Um, but anyway, it was, it was interesting because we are going to talk about the Android 13 beta that re recently was released. And if you have a Pixel, uh, at least a current Pixel, maybe the last generation Pixel also, you can install it, obviously. Um, but it was funny because I did do that. And yet I still have the Nothing Launcher on here. It's kind of funny how I'm double dipping on software releases right now. But oh, nice. The, <laughs> the Nothing Launcher, it's definitely not Nothing. Uh, because there are some interesting design choices when it comes to this. Um, they're trying really hard to be as minimalistic as possible, and I totally get that, and that's fine. Uh, first thing that sort of jumped out at me is that the wallpaper, the default wallpaper, is a hand trying to burst through like a weird piece of glass. Um, is nothing leaning into like a weird Black Mirror type of <laughs> motif right now? <laughs> it's I weird. mean, the Black Mirror motif, uh, I, I could say definitely vibe with their other designs i mean this modern futuristic world that you know black mirror tries to pull off and you know what nothing's trying to do is redesigning technology and giving it more i would a different feel than what we're typically used to uh so yeah i could see that um yeah to your point the the launcher on this phone i i would say take the pixel launcher that you have on all the pixel devices uh remove the Google feed on the left-hand side simply because third-party launchers are not allowed to have it. If it comes pre-installed with an OEM, they have an agreement with Google that they can put the Google feed on there. So I'd imagine that's going to be there in the final release on the Nothing phone. But as a oh. third-party launcher on the Play Store, there's no third-party launch. Yeah, there's no third-party launcher on the Play Store that has the the Google feed to the left of the home screen. You, there are hacks you can add it in with certain ones, uh, but there's not to my knowledge any ones that have it by default made. But you know, the, the reason why it hurt to, to lose the Google feed, um, I do use it a lot. Uh, Google I do, has. I a, do as well, yes. Yeah, Google does a great do Google has done a great job, I was going to say, about creating the of like basically figuring me out and its algorithm of news stories that it gives me in the feed is very it's very odd but it does suit me beautifully um normally it's a bunch of like pro wrestling stories gaming stories 
um, food stories. And I guess just because I clicked on one earlier, they keep giving me stuff about the whole Johnny Depp <laughs> trial, Amber Heard trial. They're um, going to give you those for weeks. You need to make sure you click the the button that says, I'm not interested in this anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so there, there's that. Um, but also the other reason why it hurt is because on the Nothing Launcher, they do have the Google search bar on the bottom. But one thing that I like to fall back on is hitting the G on the left side. And it opens up the Google app, which is the Google Now feed. But on the Nothing Launcher, it doesn't do that for some reason. So if that were available, if that if that happened on the Google on the on the Nothing Launcher, I would have been fine. I don't need it on the left if I could just hit a little G on the main screen, and then I can go to the feed. But that's not even there. So I was like, that's an yeah. oversight. I I would well, it's not an oversight because it's not built in. So what you're looking at when they you're you're clicking the Google the Google icon is you're still in the launcher. They've tapped into the Google API, uh, and so you're technically still in the launcher. It's not launching the Google app directly. So without the Google feed built in, you're not getting that default of the Google feed as the home screen to that Google search screen. Um, but again, this comes back to it's only because this is available through the Play Store and not pre-installed on a device. So when it comes pre-installed on the Nothing Phone 1, that's not going to be an issue. There, 10 out of 10, the Google feed is going to be there to the left of the home screen. I can guarantee yeah. it. Um, there are a few widgets. I personally mm-hmm. dig them only because I, I do, I do uh, enjoy a bit of a retro throwback from time to time. Well, I actually, like, there are so many phones that have widgets pre-installed, and so many of them are ugly as hell. I would (laughs) say Samsung is the worst offender out of all of them. Their widgets are just so bland and lifeless. Uh, These have some character to them. I mean, they do. Uh, it kind of reminds me of some of the widgets HTC used to have, uh, which was the king of the home screen widgets uh, ever since the very beginning, Android 1.5, with the release of the HTC Hero and HTC Sense um, on on Android. And they had widgets galore. And um, yeah, I mean, they have they have a weather widget. They have a couple different clock widgets here. Uh, I have I have yet to see if you can. I should switch over here back to my default launcher on my pixel oh, i was and, i was just about to say i just put and it you can my... still you you can still mm-hmm. use them so if you install the nothing launcher and don't want to use the launcher you can actually use their widgets on your default launcher or any other launcher that you have installed on your device which, which is, is a pretty nice cool. touch yeah yeah uh final well, to thing that, oh sorry, to that point I, I i don't think i've mentioned it here on the podcast but to that point uh if you have um the google clock installed from the play store on a non-pixel device you can use the default android 12 clock widgets on that device as well because they're bundled Mm. with the clock so a Mm. lot of people don't know that if go to the play store download the google clock app and you can get the default google clock widgets that you see on all the android 12 screenshots that might not be available on you know a samsung device or a oneplus device anything like that Gotcha. Um, one final thing, and there's not a whole lot to say aside from these few main points um, when it comes to uh, the Nothing Launcher, because these are just the biggest things. And again, it's a beta. There's probably going to be way more that's going to be added in or maybe even taken out because they're trying to be all minimalist and whatnot. But the only big thing, and I use the word big <laughs> in a very operative sense, what is, is there an official name for how they're doing this? It's not the the chunker mode? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> 
Chunk, chunky apps and folders. Yeah. yeah so if, if you long press an app, there's a feature uh, at the very top uh, just called enlarge. And it will ex essentially increase the app icon size by 4x. So it'll take up four icon spaces versus a single one. And you can do the same for folders as well. So if you throw apps into a folder, you can get a, a chunky folder as well. And it will show the first three apps um, as essentially regular app size. And then anything after that will shrink them down. And you can see, I think, like 8 to 10 at a time uh, within that four or two by two app folder. Uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of a unique design. Uh, the nice thing is within, if you throw something within a folder, if you tap the app icon itself, it will launch the app icon. If it's one of the larger ones, um, if you tap one of the smaller ones, it'll just open up the folder. Uh, so different takes on what the traditional home screen kind of does. Other than that, it looks a lot like the pixel launcher. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the automatic app suggestions if you don't have anything in the bottom dock. Um, inside the app drawer, there's nothing really special there. Uh, it does come with a default. I think it's a four by five app icon layout. Uh, you can't change the grid system, at least for now. Hopefully, they'll add some customization options there in the future because uh, I, I think four across is not enough. I, I, I use more apps on a regular basis yeah, that I need be, more on. It's got to be screen. five. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Got to be five. And there's some people that, that'll say you got to have at least six too. So Ooh, a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cause it's one, well, cause it's one of those things where, um, if I, if I'm given the freedom of choice, I'm going to fill every little bit of it. So like, oh, of it, course, right. It, it's, and it turns into a, a, a cluttered and almost hoarders <laughs> mentality when you, when you're given that freedom. Um, so that's, that's my yeah, problem. It's one of those things, just trying to customize it and make it look unique. I mean, anyone who's used a Samsung phone knows how to customize the Samsung phone. A Pixel phone, you know how to customize a Pixel phone to your liking. So with this, I've been playing around a little bit for the last day. Which app icons do I want extra large? Which folders do I want extra large? Just trying to get used to it a little bit. And I, I think there's going to be some cool things here that you're going to be able to do with this. It'll be interesting to see how this evolves between now and what the final release is when the phone comes out later this year. Yeah, it's, it, it, gives, it, it gives the software a nice little flavor of its own identity, which is really cool. Mm. Um, all right, great. Well, we're going to move into a little bit more software talk, uh, and uh, it, it 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 does have to do. I mean, you put the nothing launcher on your Pixel, right? Is that what is that what you put it on? Uh, this is on my Pixel, uh, but this is not my Pixel running Android 13 beta, which is what we're going to talk so. about. I double dipped, so <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk about it in a bit. But yeah, let's go ahead and pop it over to a break. We'll be right back. All right. Um, wasn't there a name that someone was saying about Android 13 Beta 1, Android 13, the dessert name that it would have ended up being? Um, is it Upside Down Cake? Is that what they called it? <laughs> I have no clue. Like I saw a couple Google... of articles that it would have been Upside Down Cake, and I was like, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> Once Google officially dropped the beta names or the code names for Android, I was like, I'm not following this anymore. I mean, yeah. back on Fandroid back in the day, um, I, I believe Rob, when the first three or four versions of Android came out. They made they made a list of all the projected names for all the versions of Android, and 
they then like every couple of years they would go back and say how many did we get right uh which was kind of interesting and I, I think people just don't care anymore. But those that was a fun video to do. I I remember like I did a video for Android Authority where I just asked my colleagues there, including David Amell, like, all right, it's Android O. What's it gonna be? And then everyone just came up with random names and <laughs> Ostrich eggs. Ostrich eggs. That's what it is. <laughs> uh but anyway, we do have the uh beta one, uh, which obviously this is gonna come out because uh Google I.O. is on the horizon. Um, speculation and all that stuff about what will be released. Um, I know that the Pixel Watch basically was like it, it. It had the old which iPhone was it that someone left at a bar and it like, like it like blew up the internet. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of what happened here. Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm not, I'm not often um, raw or or super candid with my opinions on on online, but dumb. <laughs> how does the person take the watch off and leave it on the bar <laughs> like i don't get that <laughs> i maybe the band disconnected by accident i don't know like i take my watch off in weird places at times but i always put it back on i've never lost a watch in my life but uh when i'm i don't know like i'm doing an interview with somebody i i'm always fidgeting with something if i'm not taking like handwritten notes so i take off my watch in the middle of a conversation then put it back on i'm always playing with it so i can see how i'm I'm not discrediting i'm not discrediting that you do that and that many probably people do do that once in a while but i still call shenanigans on this particular story (laughs) that that the very body of the pixel watch was just sitting on a bar like i i'm so i'm so incredulous on that and we've been saying for the last couple of years that google has this weird thing with leaks that it it's questionable at this point and this this feels questionable to me um yeah that being said i mean there's been so many leaks about the pixel watch already that Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of hype around it. They didn't need to do this in order exactly. to give some hype. So, like, and the fact that it is <laughs> like they can't turn it on. I don't know. So I, the fact they can't turn it on <laughs> means either they remote wiped it right away, at, like they knew they forgot it and they wiped it, and you know, got it, you know, so that you can't turn it on and test it out, or. As to your point of maybe it was a planned drop, I don't know. Yeah, it might have been shenanigans. Anyway, stories like that um, I try not to do on the weekly because Jaime covers it on the daily all the time. Um, So uh, I I don't I don't dive into speculation stuff like that too far. But I will say we are very excited for Google I.O. Um, uh, It's only like a week and a half away in in a way. Um, So, yeah, uh, what we do have, however, is our first beta of Android 13. I don't perceive too many changes, but I do think there are a couple of like quality of life adjustments that I'm already kind of enjoying. Um, the main one that I wanted to just point out is I am the kind of person that I, I, you can't, I can't be bothered to reach for the top of the phone anymore <laughs> when I bring down the notification shade. I always go home I mean, and then swipe you down. Can't, you can't reach the top of the phone anymore without readjusting your hand for most True. devices. It's like physically impossible. True, and I'm 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 a veteran at that. Um, there there was once a, a video that I wanted to do for Android Authority, um, how to reach the top, <laughs> and I was going to talk about like actual hand gymnastic moves that people do. Isn't there a 
a movie reach for the top or something like that yeah, something like that i think i think i know what you're talking about but yeah i'm the kind of person that i swipe up to home and then i swipe down on my desktop or home screen rather to get that to get the notification mm-hmm. shade and then you do it again obviously to reach your quick toggles what i like here is this bar on the bottom it tells you how many apps are active, like straight up active and actually doing things. Um, you can click that and then you get this basically like the um, the task manager on Windows. So you can literally hit stop on any one of these if you want to just force stop something. Um, certain applications are obviously going to be active for me. Like um, I'm not wearing it right now, but I do have the, I have been using the Xiaomi Mi Band 6 recently. So that app is uh, uh, active all the time. I tend to have YouTube playing pretty much all the time in the background for audio, so that's on right now. My glucose monitor, that app is on. But there's a stop button, and you can hit that. That's nice. And then just moving the power button down to the very bottom corner where it's easily accessible along with the settings button. I kind of like... That was like... Of of the many different tiny little tweaks that Android 13 may be doing, this one, I was like... I kind of gave that nod of... I like this. This is nice. I do. I like that having the power... Because... If you haven't been paying attention, turning off a phone has become <laughs> incredibly hard. Like you have to like <laughs> read an article that we've written on Fandroid of how to turn off <laughs> X phone because Samsung does it differently, a OnePlus does it differently, Google does it differently because long pressing the power button just doesn't do it anymore, which is insane in my mind. Like uh, so, yes, putting that there is a good thing to have the power button there, but also Google just bring back long press and make that a default on Android, something that OEMs can't change. Um, yeah. I'm almost I, right there with I, you. I, I, I um, would be very appreciative. I do like the fact that you can customize it, but make the customizations an option, not the default. Fair. Um, I'm, I'm almost there with you about having a long press power off again. Although, especially on this last trip that I was on, I found myself walkie-talkie talking to Google Assistant a lot. Hold the power button, say your really? thing, go, good to go. Yeah, I do find myself doing that a lot more these days. I have a video coming up uh, where the, the conceit of the video is a pixel versus film because I used a film camera. But what phone did I want to have on me to back myself up in case the film did not do its job? I picked a pixel. And it's because of that that I realized... All of the reasons why I just adore and would pick the Pixel easily uh, from the from the many different phones. And it doesn't just have to do with the camera. It has to do with quality of life, things like voice typing. I just did that to you earlier. Um, I, I voice typed all those responses to you earlier today. And talking to Google Assistant in the easiest ways possible. So yeah, hopefully we're going to see more of a focus on those things in upcoming Android versions. Um, but anything in, in, in Beta 1 that you're digging other than that so far? I do like the new widget, the the power widget that shows you the battery status of the device that you're using, um, but then all all the Bluetooth connected devices that you're using. So it'll show your smartwatch, it'll show your earbuds, and give you the battery status of everything. So if you're into widgets and you like power management of all your things, oh. it's a nice touch. Um, I just saw that right that, now. I didn't even know yep. that was there. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's a nice thing. Then you're like, oh, I need to charge my earbuds case because it's down to 55%, uh, which is kind of nice. 
And uh, I don't know, there's just little things they're working on just refining the new UI elements that they introduced last year. They're making it a little bit nicer. There's more customization options as far as colors go for the custom color themes for the icons and the overall system customizations uh, and the UI there. Uh, but this is only beta one. So there's typically, what, three or four betas that come out before the final release. Uh, and each one, typically, they refine what they've already released and give us more options as well, more features as they're coming out. And most likely, the big reveal is going to be coming at Google I.O., where they're going to be showing us everything that's kind of in the roadmap to be released within Android 13 as it comes out later this fall with the next Pixel phones. But yeah, it, so far I, I'm liking it. I haven't run into any bugs or anything. I honestly say it's probably pretty close to being a daily driver. I haven't had any issues whatsoever on my Pixel 5, uh, even though it's not my main device, but no bugs whatsoever. I've made phone calls. I've browsed the web, played games, haven't had any issues uh, pop up as of yet. Uh, I was just looking at, okay, yeah, the Easter egg has not changed. Uh, the we still get that little clock. I'm trying to remember exactly how to trigger the full Easter egg, but yes, it's, it hasn't changed yet. The clock you got to change the time till well for twelve. It was you have to change the time to twelve on the clock. Yeah, I, I did go to twelve, but I guess I didn't. Now you need to go I, to one o'clock thirteen. Is it one? Well, that would be thirteen hundred hours. Advice. Well. It vi the, 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 I, I feel a vibration, but it doesn't do anything. It just sort of vibrates every hour that I go past. Uh, but anyway, I'm just curious about the, the Easter egg. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see that we're getting these little glimpses into what is on the horizon, what is coming later this year. Of course, we talked about nothing. Um, phone 1, and then in the case of the upcoming Pixel and Android releases, Android 13 Beta 1. Not a whole lot, like, huge to talk about in either case, but there are little things that make us... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say well, it, it kind of does add to the hype. Um, we're looking forward to how much more of that will be added into our final products when they do arrive. Um, so, we're, we're um, like, I was, like I've been saying for a number of shows now, I'm trying to keep things pretty concise when it comes to the Pocket Now Weekly. Um, that way we have a nice spirited discussion that doesn't like trail off too much. So with that in mind, I have one last thing I just wanted us to talk about a little bit. And here's how I'm going to frame this. Whatever happens to just a good old selfie stick? <laughs> like what, what happens to just having like a, just like a long stick, your phone at the end, a little like button on it, and you can get that photo easily that way. I will admit, I, cause okay, my mom did use one. Mine's, mine's got a remote control on it that I can hold and you can set this up. It's got a tripod and everything. See, that it's works the best too. thing ever. Like what? Why? 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 It seems like we're trying to move away from it as much as possible. And I do. I will admit, um, like my mother had to use one when we were in Seattle or up in Washington State this past week. Um, and obviously, it's to get those nice photos. We went to like tulip fields and whatnot. She wanted all the flowers behind her. It was beautiful. All of that. It was great. Yes, I get it. And for her to have that made for like a level of comfort that. She knew she was going to get certain shots that she wouldn't be able to get otherwise, um, mm -hmm. unless she like asked me. But what I find so funny about this new thing, from what is being declared a 
camera company in Snap. Um, they have created basically a flying selfie stick. <laughs> like this thing is the not flying selfie drone. Yes, this thing is not supposed to be a full-on drone. We're not talking like let this fly out half a mile away and get these amazing landscape shots of like the the coastline or anything like that. We're talking this thing goes up a few feet. <laughs> That's it. And then it takes a photo and comes back down to your hand. Because well, by a few feet, I think it's 45 feet is max. Like the maximum, max yeah. that it'll, for a certain type of shot that you program it to do. Um, but honestly, like, Yes, there are so many things that this thing does not do when compared to other drones. But for so many people and the features that they want out of a drone is recording them doing something. And so if you can have a micro drone that can literally fit in your pocket and you can let it take off and land in your hand without fear of it chopping your finger off. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, a good product for a niche market. I mean, I, I would say probably if your whole goal for having a drone is to have something, you know, follow you around as you're walking in the park uh, to get some unique angles. Totally. This is, I would say definitely worth the price. I would say it needs a oh, by the little way, bit uh, of a listeners, camera it's called upgrade. The listeners, it's called the Pixie, by the way. Uh, I, yes. I just realized I didn't say that yet. The Snap Pixie. Snap Pixie drone. Yeah, and it's cute too, though. Um, just don't fly it on a windy day because this thing weighs absolutely nothing and would probably have a very hard time fighting even five-mile-an-hour winds. Yes, that's my thing about it as well. Like, I'm not looking forward to because, okay, I'm, I'm pulling up uh, the Verge's article about it. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to hate on this thing. Um, I have a reason why I have this tone in my voice when talking about this. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a yellow a quadricopter that all of the propellers have guards on them. It's basically palm palm sized in that sense it's it's supposed to be able to just land on your palm if you look on the top of the device there's a button and a dial that looks a lot like a dial you would get on a camera mm. and you just pick a bunch of different modes and it's just gonna float up um take a picture of you and then come back down looking for your looking for your hand the camera is just that single 12 megapixel sensor so there's 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 built-in storage of 16 gigabytes you can get 100 videos or a thousand photos total on it um, and then there's a there's a there's a bottom facing camera so that it knows where your hand is and where to land. Um, okay, that's fine. Like I'm totally okay with like from a cool standpoint, it will be kind of cool to like go somewhere. I can see us all going to like one of the summits at the end of the year, and someone just goes, "Hey, check it out! I got a pixie," <laughs> and, then, and then they take a, a group photo of us, and that's cool. I get the mm. I get the the use case scenario and the cool factor that goes along with it. But I've been burned before because I was the guy that went to every single pop-up for the spectacles only to be in that line for two hours and never get it. And then finally I found a way to get it because someone just kind of scalped it and I bought it off of Craigslist from that guy. And while it was an exciting time to get like cameras on a, on, on, on a piece of uh, fashion wear, like glasses, that camera sucked. Like sure you're gonna pay 229 dollars for this thing 
And the practicality of it in certain situations might be fun and it might be useful, especially for, like I said, like group shots, um, maybe on the beach or just in a gathering. And maybe you're right. Maybe it will be able to follow you around a little bit and you can actually do sort of like an IRL day in the life type of video thing. But I'm not holding my breath on this camera being anywhere near what it needs to be for those moments because it wasn't on the spectacles and the hype around that was huge. And it was just the biggest letdown. I would say you are correct. The quality of the video that you're going to get in the photos are not going to be great. That being said, if all you are doing, so if we, you and I look at things in a much different perspective. And that's, we are people who create content that should have a professional grade level fit and finish to it for people to consume. We are not the average person who simply wants a cool angle and something to share on Facebook. They're completely different worlds as far as, you know, you're looking at a DJI Mavic drone that can capture 4K video with HDR video capture at 60 frames per second so that we can come back to Premiere Pro and edit a video and do the color correction and get it just right versus I just put this up in the air. It recorded a thing of me, of me and my friends. I put it down. It's on my phone already. Post to Facebook. That's a completely different world. And for the quality of the video that it does, I think it's good enough for me and you. I, I think it's not going to be anywhere close to what we would expect it to be. Oh, yeah. I have no I have no expectations that a product like this, especially from a company with the track record of Snap, that they're ever trying to be like a creator's tool. And I'm talking like real creator make money on creating, you know, that kind of thing. But I can guarantee you though, because it's happened many times before with my relatives, that no matter how no matter how unique or cool a product they're using might be, there's always someone that's gonna say, oh, but it's okay. <laughs> like the quality is okay. Someone's gonna say that. And that's the reason why I'm I'm wishing that a product like this was able to at least find the middle ground of cool functionality and pretty good quality, not just decent quality, not the kind of quality that you and I have to be like, well, we get it. Because if we just, if we're, if we're in the mentality of, well, we get why it's like that, then there's going to be a bunch of people who might be casual and don't care, but there's enough people out there who are going to be like, for what it is, I wish it had a little bit better camera. I'm not looking for 4K. I'm not looking for craziness in out of this camera, but there're definitely going to be people who are like that's cool, but the picture's just okay. <laughs> like I that's what the spectacles were. Yeah, I mean I don't know. The spectacles were an odd thing because it was a mix of you're wearing glasses that's recording people, you can only record what was it? Eight second video clips. And it had all these artificial limitations. It was recording circular video um, versus this one here. I mean, it's made by Snapchat and it's portrait video rather than, or sorry, not portrait, it's landscape video rather than portrait. So it's not even, some of the limitations that we got with some of their previous camera devices aren't there yet. This is more broadly focused and can be used for more than just Snapchat. Um, I don't know. It's the one thing I am excited for, though. Like, if this does take off and they do sell 
even 500,000 of these. That means there's a market for mini camera drones that do this specific type of thing, which means in a year, DJI is going to have something that's going to blow the pants <laughs> off this thing. Yeah. That's going to be a thousand times better. And it's going to create another market for mini drones. And I think the consumers benefit from that. I mean, it'll give us another tool to capture our moments rather than, you know, we have a camera in our hands at all time. Here we can now have a mini drone following us around. Um, that doesn't cost a whole lot because this is honestly pretty cheap compared to, you know, a DJI drone that you spent, <laughs> you know, seven, $800 for the cheapest ones going up to a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're a general consumer, this is a consumer product. This isn't a, you know, a pro product where you're spending money on, you know, a capture device to create professional content. This is something that you could give to somebody under the Christmas tree. You can give it to two of your kids under the Christmas tree at Christmas time, you know, for each of them to have their own. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot to be excited for and to try out. I'm certainly going to find a way to like try it out. And I'm glad that it doesn't have to be through those dumb drops that <laughs> the spectacles were on. Yep. I have a whole vlog series about how I failed like five times over to get a pair of spectacles from one of those drops. But anyway, um, and to your previous point about it not being able to handle even medium to medium high conditions, <laughs> I was just imagining my brain of someone like in Singapore, because um, the Marina Bay Sands, the iconic sort of mall building is on this bridge. And because there is like, there's like a body of water not too far away, um, it's windy, it gets windy. And I'm just thinking of someone like, hey, let's take a great photo together with this like little drone because it can get there. Yeah. It goes up like 10 feet and then just gets whisked away. <laughs> like, I'm expecting some people to have to deal with that. Um, but that, oh, that, that's just a like fun... <laughs> if, if, if you're flying this thing and there's a puff of wind, it's like psh, gone. And... It's gone. Yes. Yeah. The pixie left. <laughs> but yes, um, that will pretty much cover everything. Um, hopefully, I, I did take a look at the order page for the pixie and it's like 12 weeks out still. So... Yeah. Even though all of these articles and all the websites are saying like available now, it's a 12 week wait. <laughs> so it's going to be a while. Well, um, available now is in you can order now and your order's in and it'll ship when it ships. It's got the whole Steam Deck problem right now. Like you ordered it a year ago, still waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In any case, um, Nick, thank you again. Uh, always fun to get back on the uh, show with you. And um, yeah, is there anything that you want to plug before I get into the outro? Not really. You just follow me on the Instagram and Twitter at Nick M. Gray. Uh, I do have a handful of reviews supposedly coming up soon on Fandroid.com. I'm uh, not sure when I'm going to get to them, but they will be coming eventually. So stay tuned. Nice. Check out his N20 video, though, especially anybody out there looking for like an affordable phone to see what it's capable of. That's a great one to go to um, over on Fandroid on YouTube. Uh, that being said, though, uh, all the links for Nick, Fandroid, and beyond are in the show notes. And I'll go through all the links for myself and Pocket now in the outro starting now. If you're looking for me all over the internet, you can find me all over social media at the handle at JVTechTea because I am JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. Uh, from there, you can find my content. I did mention a couple of pieces that I'm working on right now over at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. As far as PocketNow is concerned, PocketNow.com is where you will go for all of the latest headlines, and then you will find PocketNow across the interwebs on social media with the handle at PocketNow. And then the YouTube channel, of course, at youtube.com slash PocketNow, where Jaime Rivera is holding 
holding it down with video content coming out pretty much every single day. By the way, um, if any of you have been following him on social media, a big congrats to Jaime for finishing the Big Sur Marathon recently. In any case, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Uh, thank you again. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you in the next one.